When it comes to talking with women and getting them to like you, you're doing it all wrong. Chances are, every time you talk to a woman, you are probably making the biggest mistake that most men make when it comes to attracting women, and you don't even know it. What is that mistake? More importantly, how do you fix it? Well, you're about to find out here on the Red Velvet Podcast. Let's be honest for a second. Attracting women is hard, right? I mean, like, it's hard as shit. (laughs) The process of getting them on dates, starting relationships, and connections out of scratch can be one of the hardest things in the world. That's why I don't blame you for doing things the way that you do. I mean, you go out there, you try to be a genuine guy, try to stir up a little banter, a little laughter, a little back and forth, and you hope for the best. But little did you know that every time you go out there and approach a woman, you are probably committing the biggest mistake that 99% of guys make out there when attracting to women. And the worst part about it is that it's causing you to end up in the friend zone again and again and again. And so, what is this one mistake? How do you fix it? Well, let's back up a bit to the beginning. What does the average guy do when they approach a woman? Better question, what do you do when you approach a woman? If it's anything like the guys that I've coached, then you probably approach them and the first thing that you say is likely a question, a question about them or a question about the situation that you're in. A pretty average question is that pretty safe. From there, she may or may not answer, but you are surprised that you even got that far and you don't really know where to take it from there. So you begin to ask more questions and you ask the same question that every other guy asks, which are questions like, what do you do for fun? Where are you from? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite book? Oh, you like that drink from Starbucks too? Yada, yada, yada. Lo and behold, you find out that you two are from the same town. Or maybe you read the same book or maybe from the same state. You become that guy that tries to build connection by finding things in common with her. By trying to find similarities and you're here thinking, oh, I'm hitting it off. I'm getting somewhere. This is working. Stop me if this sounds too familiar. (laughs) And so after a certain point, you think to yourself, let me just say something flirty. Let me try to spice this thing up a little bit. So you tease her a little bit. Maybe you drop a joke. She politely chuckles and you're unsure as to whether or not it works. But you're like, hey, she's still here. I think she likes me. So I'm going to ask her out. But when you do, she either says no or she says she has a boyfriend or she says, let's exchange social media. Let's Let's exchange Instagrams. And then never hear from her again. Now, where did you go wrong in this situation? I'll tell you right now. It wasn't that you weren't confident enough. It wasn't that you didn't tease her enough. It wasn't that you were too nice or that you were you weren't dominant enough. And by the way, I know you can't see me, but I have dominant in air quotations. But I'll tell you where you went wrong. What you did wrong is that you sought rapport and connection with her before creating attraction. Let that let that simmer for a second. You met her and you tried to force rapport before creating attraction. See, this is what 99% of the guys out there do not get about attracting and building a connection, a romantic connection with a woman. Because when they first meet a woman, they try to 
go for the rapport. They try to go for the connection and they ask questions where they try to seek out commonalities, little pieces of information about her, like kind of like an interview that you can use to bond with her. And what guys inevitably end up doing, whether or not they know this, is that what they're actually doing is that they are hiding their interests. They approach women in hiding their interests and masking it away and asking these safe questions like, where are you from? What do you like to do for fun? Is that you haven't done anything to earn that type of connection yet. When you build attraction, that is your credit. That is your ticket that gets you on the ride to connect with her. Does this make sense? Like, imagine a stranger coming up to you and forcing you to connect with them, asking you questions, trying to pry information out of you. You would be annoyed. You would be like, yo, I don't know you. Get away from me. Like, why are you trying to force yourself on me? And I even hate to say that because I know if you're listening to this, you are a great guy. But to try to force someone to open up like that without having earned this kind of invasive. Like, imagine if someone did it to you. You wouldn't like it. And furthermore, on top of that, the other problem with this is that this approach lands you in the friend zone. Almost all the time, it lands you in the friend zone. The reason because is that imagine you're starting off a conversation and with the front that you're presenting, is that of someone who's friendly and who is interested in her likes and having things in common. You think that you are building attraction here, but what you're really doing is communicating the messages and the behaviors and the actions of a friend. Think about it. The being platonic, the trying to find out more information, the trying to find out qualities that you guys have in common, complimenting them without them having done anything. That, those are the actions of a friend. And so if you present yourself like a friend, she's going to think of you as a friend. It's kind of like the whole walks like a duck, talks like a duck sort of thing. But instead, walks like a friend, talks like a friend. I guess he's a friend. How do I know this? Because this was me, my guy. This was me. Let me tell you, my whole thing was for the longest time, it's not that I couldn't talk to women. I was pretty sociable and I was pretty good at making conversation, but that's just it. I was good at making conversation. At moreover, I was good at making pleasant conversation. And so the image I was communicating across was not that I was a flirty, attractive guy, is I was a pleasant guy. And that's something I would invite you to do. Take a look at your conversations, just replay them back in your head. Whenever you talk to a woman, what were you given across? What message, what image were you given? That I'm a pleasant guy? That I don't wanna rock the boat? I mean, if your conversations don't really have a lot of laughter, if they don't have a lot of emotional spikes, if you don't find yourself walking away on a high, the other person doesn't walk away on a high, then that's a sign that you're doing the whole connection thing first, the whole rapport thing first. If it feels like, you know, the conversation was just you two exchanging information and the other person did not leave smiling or they didn't follow up with you and tell you how awesome it was, then chances are you try to go the connection route first. You went the friend route. You went the pleasant guy route. And trust me, I get it. I get it. And I'm not blaming you. I promise you, I'm not blaming you because I know you're not doing this on purpose. You're doing the best you can. Granted, I've said this before. No one taught us how to do this shit. 
We're figuring out this stuff on our own. Let me explain to you really quickly why this happens and why this isn't your fault. Because peep this out. All in all, talking to women, like I said, is tough. And so essentially, what a lot of guys do is that they try to find ways to talk and engage with women in a way that is emotionally safe. A way where they can talk with women, they can try and engage with them in a way that doesn't risk emotional damage. Like the meme said, I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, there's this guy, he just says, emotional damage. I'm horrible at accents. But we do things to prevent emotional damage because that shit hurts. I mean, we will run around naked before we emotionally put ourselves in a position to get hurt. What that causes you to do is to look for signs that it's safe to flirt before you actually do it. In essence, you're waiting for some sort of green light that lets you know, hey, you're okay, you won't get rejected, you won't get hurt. It is safe to go forward and flirt. And so it's safe to make your intentions known. So what do we do? When we approach women, we try to pretend we're not interested. Because if they found out we were interested, they would get mad at us. They would call us out. They would make a big deal. And all these other fears that we have in our head, which by the way, they're valid. I'm not taking that away from you. Essentially, what you're doing is that you're waiting for something outside of you to give you the green light for you to go after what you want. Isn't that crazy? Let me play that back. The reason why that's happening, the problem with that is that if you continue to live your life that way, you're essentially waiting for something outside of you to give you permission to go after what you want. In a nutshell, you're handing over the success the event, the outcomes of your life, your happiness to somebody else because you're waiting for them to say it's okay, not for you. So if they say it's okay, then you have a shot at love. But if they don't say it's okay, then you're fucked. Then you just got to take what you can get. And I know you don't want to live like that. I know you don't want to live the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years of your life being a victim being at the whim of somebody else, letting something other than you decide what you get in life. Here's the bigger picture, and I think this is the big lesson, if you will, out of all this, what it boils down to, is you can't play it safe and wait for permission in order for you to go after what you want. You can't look at the territory and go, is it safe to cross the waters yet? Okay, it is. Let me go after what I want. Because if you do, you're going to be on the shore for the rest of your life, my friend. I have this image in my head of being on a desert island. And across the way, I see my salvation. I see what I want, my, my heart's desire, the biggest thing that I want in the world. In this case, it may be, well, when I was single, a woman that I wanted to go after. Maybe it's a personal goal. Maybe... It is a business opportunity, who knows, but something that I want. And in your case, I want you to picture the same thing. And in between you and that goal is water. Now, never mind whether or not you can swim because I can't. Fun fact, I can't exactly swim. <laughs> but for the purposes of this metaphor, let's just say that we can. But between me and the goal is this body of water. And essentially waiting for the water to be safe and still, I'm gonna be on this island for the rest of my life. And I want you to picture that. I want you to picture waiting for the waters to be calm in order for you to cross that bridge, in order for you to swim over there. And if it's not calm, I'm not going. 
And just imagine waking up day after day after day after day, waiting for it to be calm. You're playing a waiting game. You don't want to wait for the rest of your life. People who wait don't get what they want. There's a saying that goes, um, you, you get what you work for or you get what you deserve. No, that's wrong. You get what you go after because you can deserve it all you want. But the fact of the matter is the way life works is that the world responds to people that go after what they want. And especially that's the case with women. So even if you crash and burn and you crash and fail, she will respect the fact that I went after what I wanted. At the end of the day, if she didn't like you, she will respect you. And you need that respect in order to get attraction because who knows? Maybe later on, there may be a time in her life where she may be single considering a relationship or a partner. And guess what? She's going to remember you because you're the type of guy who went after what he wanted. He doesn't wait till he's safe. He goes out and gets it. I respect him. I like him. Let me send him a text and see what he's up to. And if you want even more reason to do this whole, is it safe for me to flirt? Is it safe for me to make my intentions? No, let me be, you know, let me be nice. Let me ask questions before I flirt and be fun, before I, I let it loose. That whole approach, you know what's even worse? Is that you're worse than the assholes. Yes, you are. I hate to say it. I really do. And... I know you do not identify as one of those assholes, those guys who approach women incorrectly, who are super vulgar, uh, who are just bad news all around. But I'm going to tell you the honest truth. You're worse than they are. Here's the reason why. It's because at least them, they're transparent and they're intentious in what they want. They give the woman the type of respect to hey, say, hey, listen, this is what I'm about. This is what I want. Here's your decision. You make you make the decision as where whereas to where we go from here. But whereas you go in with this approach, what you're actually doing, you're coming in under false pretenses. You're coming up to her pretending to be interested in a way that you're really not. You are faking the front in order to get in and all of a sudden switch it around and then be like, yo, I like you, let's flirt. I mean, imagine, right? Imagine someone coming up to you and they are taking an interest in all your favorite things. They love your, your cool little hobby. They are interested in the same books, the same podcasts. And maybe they may be interested and maybe not. But then all of a sudden, they pull around and put their arm around you. They go, hey, what's your number? Hey, let me do this. Like that type of switch up is going to be like, yo, what are you doing? I thought we were friends. I thought you just wanted to be platonic with me. And so that false pretense move... When you think about it, it's you being disingenuous. It's you trying to control her reality. You trying to alter and withhold information out of fear for you. Now, I get it. Again, I empathize. It's scary. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get embarrassed. You don't want to get called out. You don't want the cops called on you. You don't want to get beat up. I totally understand it. And you have to protect yourself. But let me tell you something. How can you let someone in when you are never open? How can you let someone in when your walls are up? What is the key? What is the key here? What do we do? Well, my friend, the answer is twofold. The first one that comes to mind is you have to flip the switch. See, the, again, the reason why the fear is there is because... 
there's fear of getting rejected. And fear of getting rejected is wanting something and then being scared that someone's going to tell you no and make you feel bad for it and run away from you for it. That's, by the way, the, the whole basis behind fear and rejection, which we will get another episode. But essentially, she'll reject me. She'll leave me. And that means I am a bad person. I am not good enough. The first thing that you want to do is that you want to flip your mindset and use your intentions not as something to seek approval for. Not as something to seek approval for, but rather use it as a filtering system where you present the goods, you present the intention in a non-creepy way, and then let her decide. If she wants to join the party, great, let's do this. If she doesn't, she just self-selected herself out for whatever reason, and that's okay, no biggie. But it's a way to save time because you don't want to put in all this work, all this effort. And I'm talking about for the man and the woman. You don't want to text. You don't want to go back and forth, hoping, guessing. Does she like me? Does she not like me? What does she mean when she wrote this? You don't want to do that. We have limited time on earth. And I'm not here for the guessing games. I'm not here to string anyone along for weeks on end and have me dangling on an edge wondering whether or not, what are we? <laughs> you know that question. What are we? It's the male version of what are we? But when you set the intention, when you make your, your intentions transparent, she can decide for herself, this is something that I want. Okay, let's do this. This is something that I'm not interested in. No, thank you. And either one, it's okay. Because now we know where we stand. Now we know how to move forward. That's all it means. So think about it as a way to filter and to qualify women to see, hey, are they your dance partner? The second answer to this is to remember this phrase. And by the way, if you remember this phrase, you're going to do great when it comes to attracting women. You're never going to lose. Things are going to happen more often, more frequently, and the whole quote-unquote game, if you will, will start to make more sense. And that phrase is this. The phrase is attraction before rapport. Whenever you meet a woman, attraction before rapport. I see her. I want to take her out on a date. I'm actually super interested in her. What do I do? Attraction before rapport. Write it down. Tattoo it on your butt. Whatever you got to do, remember that attraction before rapport. What does it mean? Well, believe it or not, there is a recipe for creating attraction. There is a formula that can be replayed over and over again to have the end result be attraction most of the time. I'm not saying like it's a hard skill like math or coding where 10 times out of 10, 2 plus 2 equals 4. But more times than not, you'll find yourself getting good results. And believe it or not, contrary to popular belief, contrary to what they teach you in the Disney movies, attraction can be replicated. And that formula is actually backed by science. Like, let me tell you, there is, they did a, an experiment one time where they had a person go on a date. They had them go on three dates. On date number one, they just had the person agree with the date. And the plant, the person that was part of the experiment, all they did was just agree with the person who came on the date. So the guy just agreed, 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 agreed. At the end of the date, they asked her, was there any attraction? She reported no. On the second version of the test, 
all he did was agree. I'm sorry. All he did was disagree. That's what he did. He just disagreed, 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 disagreed. Just was contrarian to everything. At the end, they asked, was there attraction? The answer was no. They even did another one, I believe, where they had them agree first with everything they said and then disagree, which is essentially everything that we've been talking about, the whole rapport first and then attraction. So on the date, they had him agree with everything first and then disagree with everything. At the end, they asked the woman, was there attraction? And she reported no. They did one more experiment. And the experiment was they had the guy, the plant, the guy's part of the experiment. They had him disagree at first with what she was saying. Midway through the experiment, he switched it up and then started agreeing with what she said. At the end of it, they asked her, was there attraction? And she reported yes, that there was attraction. Now, the reason for this, and by the way, this is something you can find on YouTube. I have to look it up, but it was a TED Talk and they did an experiment on this. But in looking at this, the reason why this method works, the reason why is because when there is attraction first, and actually, let me backtrack. How do I define attraction? What do I mean by attraction? I mean having fun. I mean playfulness. I mean banter. I mean a little playful tension. I mean, if you watch every romantic comedy that there's ever been since the beginning of the time, the two star actors, the two star characters, how does it start out? They always start out as enemies. They always start out as enemies. They always start out opposing each other. And then at the end, they connect. They find common ground. And then they fall in love. And so if you want a great way to remember this, remember it like romantic comedy. How does it happen? Are they friends first? Are they laughing? Are they going, hey, me too. Hey, I like this coffee. I like this book. No, they're not. They're usually enemies. They're usually not liking each other. And so what I recommend for you is that when you first start off with a woman, don't be obnoxious. Don't be disagreeing and being mean or being disrespectful, rude, or offensive. I'm saying playfully be an enemy. Playfully be enemies, just like the romantic comedy. Find some differences in between you. Joke, tease, use sarcasm. Playfully misinterpret what they're saying. Do things essentially to invoke fun. Playful fun and playful tension that makes you playful enemies. Like play around and pretend to not be friends. That's the best way I can describe it. Pretend to not be friends. And then after a while, you can switch over. Now, the reason why this formula works, the reason why this works is because that playful tension in the beginning gives you something to overcome together. There's something about the challenge. There's something about the playful tension that actually brings people together. And now that I say it out loud, the thing is, is that it gets the blood boiling. That's what it does. And it provides a rush. And that's what creates the attraction, the rush, the excitement, the, the emotions that have been heightened. I mean, think about two conversations. You have one on one end where one person is just talking about, hey, I like the same books you do. Hey, where are you from? What's your favorite color? What do you do for fun? Oh, me too. Oh, I do that too. Do you like this podcast? Do you like this Frappuccino? 
Like when you have that conversation, what do you sense in your body? Do you feel any emotions rushing? Do you feel your blood boiling? No, you don't. It's actually pretty neutral. It's the equivalent of going on a roller coaster that just stays flat. It's not exciting. Whereas, let's say you had a conversation and you meet a woman and she's like, I like cats. And then you're like, well, I like dogs. You're wild for that. Or let's say even a better funny argument where you debate what's the best TV show of all time. She's here saying Game of Thrones and you're going to the office. And then you're going back and forth proving your case. You're making fun of her for her choices, saying that she's more like a geeky Daenerys and you're a cool Michael Scott and I am bending the knee to you and she's like, you're the worst boss ever. And so now you haven't, you're having fun and you're making those jokes. Imagine having that conversation. What does that do to your emotions? Even listening to what I'm saying, notice what's happening inside of you. Are you laughing a little bit? Is a part of you going, okay, yeah. Do you see how it's starting to happen? That is what I'm talking about. That feeling is excitement. That feeling is emotions moving through you and that's what creates excitement. And once a woman experiences that, it clicks in her head, I like him. This person's giving me this feeling. I therefore classify him as awesome, as someone I want to get to know more. He has earned a ticket to me opening up to him and letting him know more. Again, if you're still not getting this or you're still not believing it, let's flip the script. Who are you more likely to open up and connect with? People that you laugh with, people that you that make funny jokes, that you just talk about nothing and banter back and forth with. Who are you more likely to want to see again? That person or the person who just talks about how their favorite fruit is a mandarin? <laughs> You're like, uh, okay, that's cool. Right, You don't want to see him again. You don't want to hang out with that person again. And so that's why this whole formula, attraction before rapport, works. That's why when you see a woman, attraction before rapport. When you're doing this, do not throw out your attraction thing looking for her to approve it. Don't throw it out there to her with the hopes of saying, okay, this is okay, I approve you. Like, no, I'm throwing it out to you to see if you flip it back to me. Think about like tennis. I... Hit it over to you, pop, and I'm seeing if you hit it back. If you hit it back, then we're cool. If not, that's all right because I am looking for someone to have fun with. That's the mentality you want to have when you're going out looking to attract women. It's not I'm looking for someone to like me. It's I'm looking for someone to have fun with. Notice the difference in the mentality. And I also want you to have this mentality in life in general. Don't go around looking for people's approval. That is a subconscious wound that stuck from when we were younger. And I get it, no shame about it, but I just want you to have the awareness of where you're operating from. Once you have that awareness of where you're operating from, you can stop it in its track and you can choose to flip it and operate from somewhere else, from a more empowering state. Because that's my hope for you, my man. Listen, if you're listening right now, that is my God's honest hope for you, for you to become a more empowered man. Someone who is in his worth, in his strength. Because when you're that, you're glowing, you're shining, you're sexy, you're attractive, you are your best self. And one of the first steps to do that is to switch your mindset when you're looking to attract women. So instead of throwing out your flirting thing and subconsciously hoping, will she like me back? It's no, I'm looking for my tennis partner. 
That's what I'm looking for. I'm hitting it back. Did you hit it back? You're not my partner. Have a good day. I'm looking for someone to hit it back. I'm looking for someone to have fun with because then it's fun for me. Because it's not fun trying to convince somebody to like you. It's freaking nerve-wracking. It's freaking anxious. I want to have fun in the interaction. So when I throw out a banter line, if it feels like I'm pulling teeth, I eject. I don't stay there and try to convince you to like me. My ego, my, my confidence, my self-worth is not based on whether or not she gives me her phone number or whether or not she likes me. That's why a lot of guys continue to pursue a woman and creep her out because her validation is actually validation of his self-worth. They're looking for her for his validation. Instead, I'm not looking for you to validate me. My validation is intact. I'm the man. I'm the shit. I already got it going on. I'm just looking for someone to join this party. And so what I want you to do is when you do approach women, have the mentality. I'm looking for someone to join this party. You want to join this party and your invitation is this flirting line. That's the mindset. I'm going to give you an invitation to this party. All right. You want to come? Cool. If not, guess what? There's somebody else that wants to join this party. Because I promise you, I promise you, for every woman that you think don't like you, there's a woman out there loving you. With that said, I'm your host, Pablo J. Rosario. Thank you for listening to the Red Velvet Podcast. Stay velvet, and I'll see you on the next one.